Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for downloading, tuning in, pressing all the buttons to put me in your ears. Today, we are talking about the house on fire. This is based on an analogy that I first heard from Larry Geyer, and it's one of the ways that we decide that we're going to work with somebody. Do Are we witnessing a house on fire? So in order to explain this, I have to tell you what I'm talking about. So the house on fire is an analogy, and the analogy is this. Imagine, if you will, that you are walking down the street. As you're walking down the street, you look to your left, and you realize that a house is on fire. You can see that a house is on fire. Let's say the top floor, the top floor of that house in flames. You run up, and through the first floor window, you can see a person sitting in a chair. Looks totally happy, sipping on some coffee. What do you do? That's the first question. You've noticed this house on fire. There's a person inside. They don't seem to know what's going on. What do you do? Most of the time, when I ask this question to people, they say something along the lines of, I start beating on the windows, I start screaming, uh, yelling at them, I ring the doorbell, something to get their attention. Excellent. Let's assume you get their attention. They notice you. What's up? Hey, your house is on fire. Now, what do you do when this person doesn't believe you? No, my house isn't on fire. What are you talking about? I'm perfectly comfortable. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. My house isn't on fire. You come back. No, I can see it. My perspective is different than yours. I'm standing on the sidewalk. Half of your house is on fire right now. You're in a lot of danger. This person dismisses you again. Which brings us to our next question. What would you do? How far would you go? Is it even your responsibility? What is your move here? Now, this is perhaps an interesting ethical question just on its own. But we factor this into one of the ways we decide to work with people because we've gotten pretty good at noticing houses on fire. That is, people badly in need of a solution who may not know what they need. They may not recognize it. They may have been led astray by other things in the fitness world. Uh, they may have had challenging diagnoses or poor experiences with other fitness professionals or health professionals. There's a myriad of reasons why someone might not recognize their situation or might not recognize it in the way we do or might not recognize that there are solutions that exist well within their reach. In a world full of fitness nonsense, in a world world full of skinny tees and wraps and waist trainers and supplements that either don't work or have completely ineffective doses, make ridiculous promises, a world of 21-day challenges, we feel like we have a responsibility to deliver massive value and change people's lives because we can't, because we can see what's going on. And 
frankly, especially armed with tools that include comprehensive assessments, the ability to potentially get people out of pain, the ability to return people to function in their lives, get them back doing the things they want to do. And often that's training the way they want to trade, playing the sports they want to play, moving through their life in the way they want to move through life, not giving up all the things they like, not giving up all the stuff they were doing because they got hurt somehow while they were doing it or someone has someone else has determined that it's too dangerous for them, but it's a thing they still want to do. We want to bring them back to it. Now, this includes normal fitness folks who have been led astray, who have followed fad after fad and are wrapped around a pole, either thinking they're not good enough, perhaps they've been told they're not good enough. We run into people all the time who've been told that they're broken, who've been told they will never function a certain way again. We had someone recently who was told that they shouldn't ever squat again. Oh, this is, that's too dangerous. You shouldn't ever squat again. By someone who seemed oblivious to the fact that they were telling someone they could never stand up from a toilet again, that they could never get out of a chair. That's what a squat is. Squatting in life is basically non-negotiable for the vast majority of the population. That's not something you just lay on someone lightly. It's a big deal. And it was not delivered that way. And it was not true. Absolutely not true. I, I don't know where they arrived at it, but I, I am positive that it was not true. Related to this house on fire, it occurs to me now, we actually had an excellent anecdote from a client who I will not name here because I didn't ask them. They're a much older client in their early 80s and originally came to us because they were generally having trouble moving through life, having trouble getting up, certainly having trouble with stairs, walking was a challenge, everything was a challenge. At this point, several months in, things are already monumentally better. Stairs are easy, we are walking without assistance, we're getting up and getting down without assistance, including deliberately getting down on the ground and getting back up again. You know, we call it a burpee, but it's basically practicing falling and standing up again on your own in your early 80s. All of this is day-to-day -day stuff. We do it several times a week, no big deal. We are absolutely using weights, we're using dumbbells, we're using barbells, we're using bands, all kinds of external resistance. Very exciting. Last week, this person had a fire drill, well, a fire alarm, pardon me, because it was 2.30 in the morning. The fire alarm goes off at 2.30 in the morning. You're in your early 80s. They live on a high floor. I got a note the next morning that everything was great. The fire alarm went off. They hopped out of bed, put on a jacket, hustled down the stairs, and hustled outside. And didn't realize till they were outside that they had never even considered that it would be a problem. In the past, this would be a huge cause for concern, potentially feeling trapped, potentially feeling like they need to seek outside assistance. Certainly they needed outside assistance to walk. They needed some sort of support, a cane or crutch uh, walk or something like that. But in this situation, they may have tried to find someone else to help them. And in a potentially chaotic situation like a fire, that's not always easy. This person was freed from all of that. So literally, a house on fire, quote unquote, person found themselves to the best of their knowledge in a house on fire and were able to save themselves from that situation. Incredibly exciting. On this, I want to be really clear. One, we don't only work with houses on fire. We are not looking for only people who are in a lot of pain 
only people who are having a really hard time, whether or not they know it. Only people who have been led astray and led down the wrong path, whether or not they know it. But when we do, we would never refer to someone that way. Just because it's mean. Just because it's hurtful. Now, as I'm describing these things, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, wait, I'm... I have a little bit of that. I was, or maybe in the past, I had a little bit of that. I was in a situation and I didn't quite realize what I was doing, or I didn't quite realize that I had stopped doing this thing. You know, I hurt my back deadlifting once, and then I decided I don't deadlift anymore. And then I just, I stopped actually bending down to tie my shoes. I only sit down to tie my shoes. And then I stopped putting the groceries down the floor. I only put them down on the table. And oops, I've actually taken all hinging out of my life because I'm a little bit afraid and I'm not sure I can get there anymore. That's potentially a house on fire situation that you haven't noticed. But we would never refer to someone that way. However, the idea of someone that is badly in need of a solution that we can provide and a solution we can provide in an effective, efficient, empathetic way and a solution that can start showing real-life actual results in typically weeks, not years, we may ask for more of a commitment than that so we can actually solve your problem. If you can't lift your arm over your head, I won't take a three-week commitment from you because it would be completely irresponsible. Depending on your history and diagnosis and everything else that's going on, that may be a, I may ask for a significant commitment because it's going to take time to fix it, but it is certainly the thing that I would expect in Six weeks, you would already start noticing a difference, even if we aren't solved yet. Maybe it's not 100%, but you will notice a difference in weeks, not years. In this situation, where we have this person so badly in need of this solution, we feel a huge burden to deliver that solution. And I sincerely think it's our responsibility. And we do it by giving people what they need, which is not always what they ask for or maybe what they want this doesn't mean we deny you what you want when you come to us i do like making people happy and part of the way to get people committed and consistent is to make sure at least some of this training is fun and satisfying but we may insist on giving you some things that you need whether or not you want it if you come and you just want to put on a whole bunch of muscle However, you can't touch your toes and your ankle dorsiflexion is terrible and every single time you deadlift, your back is sore for five days. Are we going to say, no, we're not going to do bodybuilding hypertrophy work with you? Absolutely not. Are we going to say, okay, well, we'll do it, but we're not going to use your back or your hips or your ankles? Absolutely not. We have ways forward for all of these things and while we are working on putting on enormous slabs of muscle so you can look and be big and strong, we are also going to insert some real functional stuff to improve your dorsiflexion, to strengthen your back, to figure out why your back hurts in the first place. Maybe it's maybe your back is perfectly strong. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's your core. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a movement pattern. Maybe the reason your back always hurts is, is directly tied to the fact that you can't touch your toes and we're just missing a mobility piece here. We weave that in so we can deliver the real solution, the overarching solution to the problem that you have, whether or not you recognize it as a problem. So we deliver this value when we deliver these solutions by giving people what they need, by forming meaningful relationships, 
by actually connecting with people one-on-one, by sending messages, by watching every single video that someone takes of them moving, we watch the video and watch how they move. Most of the time, it's pretty good. Sometimes it's not pretty good. Sometimes it requires a video analysis with a voiceover. A lot of times it just requires a thumbs up emoji or a comment about what's going on. But actually watching it, actually going through the results of every person's workout and looking for outliers and looking for points of concern and looking for victories and looking for successes that might not have been shown. By listening, when people tell us that something is hard or something hurts or something's not satisfying or something feels awkward and recognizing the reasons those might be and being willing to adapt by always being ready to adapt to what's going on. The amount of times that we have written a full cycle of programming for someone and destroyed it five days in, I have completely lost count. And we destroyed it not because it was a bad cycle, not because it wasn't doing exactly what it was designed to do. We destroyed it because something happened. We designed a running cycle and you twisted your ankle and fell down and now you are in crutches for the next seven weeks. We're not just going to keep emailing you running workouts for the next seven weeks. Obviously. I say obviously, but there's people out there doing some stuff, folks. There really is. Always being ready to adapt is one of the things that makes this really good, combined with listening, combined with caring, combined with always trying to keep learning about stuff. I am a completely different coach than I was five years ago completely different. Was I wrong five years ago? No. Am I better now? Yes. I have a much more complete toolbox, a much more complete understanding of people, a much more complete understanding of problems and potential solutions and how to get there. I also frankly have a much better team around me. I have developed relationships with a bunch of amazing professionals so I can reach out to chiropractors, I can reach out to microbiologists, I can reach out to anatomists, I can reach out to neurosurgeons, I can, I can you know, call these people and say, hey, I've got a weird question and I don't understand what's going on, can you help me out for a second? And that's really exciting. We're right now in the middle of a breathwork course. Super exciting. I wasn't excited going in. I'll tell you the truth. I wasn't excited. It comes as part of a bigger group of courses that I'm doing. Breathwork was part of it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to. This comes with it. I'm going to get every piece of value I can. So I'm going to watch and learn. They had me in the first five minutes. The first five minutes, I was like, oh, my goodness. I was so wrong. I didn't understand what they were talking about when they were talking about breathwork. I didn't understand the depth of education that was going to come. And I certainly didn't understand the depth of solutions I was going to be able to potentially provide with this breath breathwork stuff. And some people are already getting it. I already have people doing breathwork stuff. It's already changing people's training as we go. If you are a coach, you should be pursuing education. If you think you have nothing left to learn, you've already failed. You've already failed. You need to take a step back and double check yourself. You might be good. I'm not saying you're good. You might be great. You might be a world-class fill-in-the-blank coach, whatever it is, weightlifting or CrossFit or Zumba or what, whatever your thing is. You might be world-class. There's definitely stuff you can learn to make you a better coach, to find solutions for the people who show up asking for your help. And if you don't have the solutions, you should be seeking them out. There is stuff out there, and it's important. Now, for you, coach, athlete, whoever you are, 
I would ask you to reflect. Are you a house on fire? Do you have problems that maybe you're not noticing? Are you in need of solutions that maybe you don't think really exist? This is not a sales pitch. This is asking you to reflect on what's going on. Check within yourself, see what's going on. If you're a coach, especially if you coach group classes, you definitely know some houses on fire. Think about it. Two or three have already popped in your mind. People who have a problem and you know you could help them. Now, if that's true, isn't it your responsibility to try and help them? Isn't it your responsibility to try and have that discussion? Now, the answer might be no. You might be an excellent speaker. You might ask them the right questions. You might broach it in the most sympathetic, empathetic, thoughtful, compassionate way. And the answer might be, no, no, no. I, don't, I, I literally don't care that the second floor of my house is on fire. This is not a priority for me. Leave me alone. And that totally happens. It happens all the time. But I think you have a responsibility to say something. I know that we certainly feel that way. I think that's what we've got for a house on fire, folks. I really appreciate you tuning in. I really appreciate all the folks who've been sharing this with people, telling people about it, sending people to the Instagram page, uh, leaving ratings and reviews. The reviews help a lot. If you could leave a review on the Apple, the Google Play, the Spotify, wherever it is you're listening to this, write a couple of words. That makes a big, big difference, and we really appreciate it. Any questions, reach out. Instagram's usually the fastest way to find us at FeelStrongFit. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate you. This is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. It makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again, and feel strong.